four, three, two, and we are rolling. Hi, I'm Chris Larson coming to you from the rainy city of Lacey, Washington, south of Seattle in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. You're listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. If I were you, I'd Google what these guys talk about before discussing it around the water cooler on Monday just to be safe. Now, play it. Welcome, welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, episode number three zero. Adam, and that voice that you just heard is that of El Gran Tommy Martinez, and that voice you just heard is that of my friend, my rock and roll brother, and the humblest man that I know on planet Earth, Mister Adam Tate. Hey, Tommy, how are you? I am doing really good, man. Summer's in, summer's on its roll. I know, and we're at episode thirty. Eight months, dude. That's how long we've been doing this. Really? Yeah. Have you have you made a tally in your of calendar every I did, week? Man, of course oh, I did. And producing tonight. Yeah. Is not Big Bubba James. Where's Big Bubba? Big Bubba had an emer- urgent family emergency that he had to take care of. He's out of town. We won't throw him under the bus if he wants to talk about it. But we will send uh, our greetings to him, his family, and everyone uh, where he's at. So uh, we'll catch them next week. Okay. But you know what? Something. What? Producing tonight. Yes. Is none other. Yeah. Then Miss Abby Tate. Hi. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Junior producer Abigail Tate. I can't believe it. <laughs> I would say only producer. <laughs> That's all we got. Well, she's just as she's regular doing, as Big Bubba now. They, they, well, there's some, I think there's something, some nepotism going here. So I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> we've, had, we've had my cousin Joey. <laughs> we've had Victor. Victor. We've had little Jay co-producing. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, remember right. Remember that? We had El General of the Legion of Listeners, Mr. Sammy Rodriguez. Right. We've had the Q-Man. <clears throat> I think we may have stumbled upon the answer, though, this week. What do you you think that's the, the permanent the I, permanent I replacement? Think, I think she might just enjoy this so much that she's going to push Big Bubba out of his position. Uh, you know what? I won't be mad at her because I, I don't think she's going to yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I think I might know who she will yell at, though. <laughs> She'll yell at you. You'll take it for a change. Tim, the trivia titan we've had. Oh, yeah, that's right. And we just had it, Abby. Yep. Additionally, tonight, oh. our in-guest studio is none other than Mr. Aaron Epp. What's going on, Epp? How are you guys doing? I mean, doing? Aaron, <laughs> what, are, what am I doing here? I'm just all nervous. Hey, uh, thanks for coming on to the show, Aaron. You're welcome. Thanks for having uh, me. Uh, Aaron's a local musician. Uh, we actually have a, a real musician on our show now. 
So I'm, I'm a little nervous. He's a personal friend of mine. And a little bit later on the show, we'll get to talk to him, see what he's up to. But Aaron, we'll let you know, we'll, we'll let you know like we've let everybody else that's been on the show know that you just feel free to chime in. Whenever and you feel comfortable enough, it doesn't make a difference. Just, you know, add your two cents because honestly, we just need the content. Sure. <laughs> well, first and foremost, you are also a real musician, so you can go Whoa. ahead and put the kibosh on that. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. For the self, self-deprecation uh, 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 appreciated uh, uh, and everything, but... Un- unearned, unearned title, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, Aaron just speak is, the truth, man. Aaron is my uh, music instructor for the past two years and a half. That's right. We've been, you know, great friends. He's shown me some really cool things, uh, you know, things that you just have to push yourself to learn. And you've been a great uh, mentor of mine. So well, thank you. It's really, Appreciate truly a an, 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 uh, great uh, honor and, and a pleasure to have you on the show. So, uh, so Adam, your, your motivating influence actually has made it into the studio. Now. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I That's, hear, I hear yeah. tales. I hear, I see video clips sent to me of you using your bass and working through songs that's right we've done and quite we've a few songs so we've far. seen the progress yes yep. it's, it's, it's very awesome it's no uh, it is it's yeah. uh, come a long be, way to be able to go from to be able to go from air air guitaring <laughs> to actually know uh things like structure and things about like we're learning chord progression and and uh, yeah, a lot so of now cool when things. you air guitar, your fingers are in the right position. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the same exact position where they need to oh, be. <laughs> right, I understand. <laughs> so yeah, so Aaron, again, thank you, man, for being on our show, man. We really, really appreciate this. Glad to be here. So what's going on, Adam? What's how's how's Lisa? How's the family doing? Uh, everybody is busy. Busy. It, it's a it's a busy beehive at my house. There's I've been working too much. So I haven't been able to like help out or start on these projects. Ooh. So things are building up. Tensions are at record <laughs> levels. There's there's all this, you know, you'll you walk by a doorway and then a, a glance will be shot at you through the doorway and you just want to get turn tail and run. Let me grab the mic. I got to get out of here. Oh, man. It's, it's summertime, man. I made a prediction about that. Remember? I told you summertime's going to come. Yes. We're going to have to make some adjustments. Yes. You know, I already dropped painting almost in its totality. You haven't painted any more no, fixtures for man, the garden? No, 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 no. And that may come back to bite me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have so many little knickknacks and things in the garden. Oh, that's, you know, it's... To, to personalize your area. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm doing bird watching all of a sudden, which I, you know, I've, I've come to love. You know, I get to see the, the, uh, the birds... Right. I get to feed them every morning and all that. Now I got some binoculars, but I got I would have said I got to be careful with the binoculars because I don't want to be, <laughs> you know, considered. <laughs> Can you identify the birds correctly? Some of them, yeah. Some of them, I just I just figured out the other day uh, the the brown thrasher. Oh yeah. Yep. Just figured yeah. that one because that was a brand new one in my in my uh, in my. Uh, the, gr- the grackles and whatnot. <laughs> the grackles. I, I don't know what grackles are. It's a type of bird. Okay. Yeah. That we have around here. Oh, okay. Yeah, Do we? Well, oh. hopefully I'll be able to do that. The the kind of birds that I like are usually, you know. Go to the store and get some grackle food. <laughs> gra- gra- grackle. Grackle. Gra- grackle. Yeah. They're obnoxious birds, but. <laughs> you know, maybe don't want those around. I don't <laughs> but, know. Well, they're here. There's nothing you can do about it. Might as well just I mean, identify the, the, them. The, my backyard's full of them. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I I've have, I think I've done like uh like six or seven that I identified. I've made videos of them and whatnot. So. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, because I get, I get, I've done. I put the GoPro super close to where the, the bird feeders are. 
Right. So I get some really cool shots, you know, like uh, a mutual Omaha's Wild Kingdom kind of shots, you know, except that they're not tigers. Have you done any of the super slow-mo? Oh, like with the hummingbirds. No, no. I haven't seen any hummingbirds. Is that popular for this area? Do we have hummingbirds around here? I I don't know that. I'm not sure. My wife said that you have to get something like that's with honey or something sweet, something to that effect. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so let's just go ahead and jump into the today is. Okay, yeah, what All day right. is yes. this? Today is June the 13th, Saturday morning. And I know it's really early, so thanks guys for coming in early. But I know, uh, it, was, it was really a struggle getting Abby up, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, she doesn't yeah. want to wake up early in the morning <laughs> like this. Well, she's here, and, we are, and Abby, by the way, I'm going to be on my best behavior, won't be saying nothing naughty today. Are you going to tell her to mute herself? <laughs> I'd have to have her cover her ears, and I don't want to do that. Well, so are you going to talk to us about this time travel that you've discovered? <laughs> no. We'll, I, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait. I, <laughs> don't blow up our spot. <laughs> uh, today is National Kitchen Klutzes of America Day. Kitchen Klutz? Yep. Does that mean like... Somebody who's clumsy in the kitchen, mm-hmm. who spills uh, flour all over the floor, like one of those Lucy bits or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm. basically uh, a person who uh, is a fan of celebrity chefs. Okay. And they have imaginations that they actually can uh, cook that way. They pull out all the ingredients, the cookbooks, the whole deal. And next thing you know, the kitchen has turned into World War Three. And there's a day in their honor. And it's that a is day today. in their honor, right? Yeah. Because let's 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 you know let's be honest. Uh, yeah. You know, not everybody could cook. Yeah. It's also my dad's birthday. Actually. Oh, it's your bad. Oh, happy birthday, to your dad, man. Wow. What's your dad's name? Dan. Dan. Dan Epp. That's right. Happy birthday, my man. I think I met him. Yeah. Yep. Briefly. Sure did. Yep. Yep. Met his mom too. Outstanding. The lovely Kim as well. Well, you're part of the family, aren't you? That's right. All the cats. <laughs> hey, Abby, do you cook? Uh, somewhat. Oh, what, 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 what's your specialty? Uh, my grandma's starting to teach me how to cook. Well, shh, dude, that's heavy. That's pretty good. That's, that's, that's a lot to live up to, though. That is, that's awesome. Would you say that as you are right now, that you're a better cook than I am? In some dishes. Oh, Okay. I'll tell you what. When I had your grandma's tacos for the first time, and this was, what, 30 years ago, whatever it was. It was a long time ago. Yeah. And she did something with, like, lemon over the meat that ruined every single Mexican dish I ever had for the rest of my life. Oh, nothing else could live up. No. Impossible. To this day. It was something, it was the cilantro. Oh, yeah. It was some kind of a mix. Yeah. You know, because Elvia is not a kitchen klutz. No way. Now, you could share a little secret with us. How about Lisa? How's she doing in the kitchen? She, she's, she's good at cooking. Her grandma, <laughs> my grandma also taught her. So she's better than my dad. How, how, often, how often does she cook, though? Let's go for quantity. How often do we actually see her in the kitchen? <laughs> this is the time where the, of the this is the part of the show that we throw our families under the bus. There. <laughs> She's not in the kitchen as much. She was when she was younger, though. Okay. But but she has the skills, though. What you're saying? Yes. All right. We want to shout out the lovely Lisa Tate out there. You know, you right. know, we love you. How much? 
a lot. Oh, so much. So much. <laughs> well, basically what they do that day is uh, they uh, go out and they hashtag whatever it is they do. And I think they're supposed to go out. If you're a kitchen klutz, you go out and you do takeout, either a pizza or whatever, and you speak with other klutzes and make fun of yourself. Hmm. And then you hashtag yourself. I thought you, this you day you would actually make the biggest, most colossal mess possible, and then you kind of TikTok it or you capture it for social media and then you send it out. Hashtag kitchen clubs no, no? It didn't that's say not today that. no that's not what national oh. day not the national day page said no okay now that's not a bad idea especially with all this tiktok stuff going yeah on. of course you know how about you do you tiktok abby i watch them <laughs> that's enough that's <laughs> enough then you know. i had i had a kitchen uh, program myself chef metallico on youtube yeah chef metallico right right it was I, a, I remember that you remember that right yeah i had a I had a uh, a faux kitchen program as well it's on YouTube. And you made real dishes on this? Yeah, yeah, show? yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. I'm intrigued. My kids were uh, my kids were my producers. <laughs> they, they were my grip. They were my cameraman. Yeah, yeah there's, uh, a, there's a trend here. The, yeah, they, all, they kids were, are always yeah, your producers. There's, there's a lot of nepotism going on with your kids. <laughs> but yeah, it was the premise of the show. And this is just in case I put it out there just in case somebody would steal it from me. Because Aaron, it was very cool. Not because I was involved in it or I created it, okay? Right. The premise of the show is that I cooked while I reviewed a classic rock album. Hmm. Okay. So I would play a little music. I think I did one on Guns N' Roses. I think I did one on Van Halen. I think Diver Down. I can't remember. Anyway, long story short is it would last about, mm, about 30 minutes. You know, when I did all the cutting and finished everything up. How long ago was this? This was, uh, let me see, maybe 2000, 2008, 2007. And then later when, like, the, the YouTube came, I uploaded a few because I still had the, the uh, tapes for it. So that was the premise of the show. And it was like I had the whole, you know, I had this, 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 the, this cardboard with, the, with my name, the Chef Metallico. And, and I had a chef hat and I had the metal horns in the front. I mean, it was the whole thing. So you've been a performer for a while now. <laughs> You're a natural. In my mind, I think I am, yes. So, and then it manifests out. That's how art manifests. That's right. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about art today. I'm a very artistic person. <laughs> <laughs> We're, at this time, Jay would play You're So Vain. But, yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was a good show. I mean, a lot of, I mean, when I put it on the YouTube, obviously, it was a lot of people that I knew that I told them about it. And this is, I think, right when, uh, I think I put it out. When did I join Facebook? I forgot. Uh, 2007, 2008, whatever it was, and then that's when I put it out. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I like doing videos too, so it's. Well, I may go and check one of them out one of these days. So, yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah. I'll let you know. Uh, yeah, and uh, today in history. Yeah, what happened? Adam and Aaron. Yeah, what's and going Abby. On? In 323 BC. Wow, that's way back there. Right? I can't even remember that far back. Yes, you can. I can? You just got to open a book. Oh, you just got to tell me. Oh, no. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> We've already talked about that. I don't do that. <laughs> Alexander the Great, the right. young Macedonian military genius yeah. who forged an empire that stretched from Eastern Asia all the way to the Mediterranean. I hate saying that word because I, I can't say it. And yeah. I, I, could, I could slow down and read it. Mediterranean. There it is. That was better. <laughs> yeah. 
died in Babylon. Wow. Modern day Iraq. But how long was his reign? Any idea? He died at 30, 33, says it right there. Wow. That's like middle age for back then, though. Yeah, but like at 16, uh, Macedonia is north of Greece. So there were some, there's always some dispute between if Macedonia is Greece or Greece, you know, which, which is which. Okay. But, you know, and I'm, I'm going to ad lib on this one because I, I, I don't know everything about that. But the bottom line was on, I did read on Alexander, and he at 16 was already being trained to be this great uh, military uh, commander. Okay. He, and before that, he was educated by the philosopher Aristotle. So this is, this is no dummy kid. No. This he, would, he became a librarian, right? After <laughs> No, he became a <laughs> conqueror. <laughs> a conqueror with philosophies. Yeah. He made it all the way to India. I knew that. I think they, I think they were defeated in India uh, by those gigantic elephants. Or they saw the elephants for the first time. And then wow. they made their way back, uh, went to Egypt, whatnot. And then he died all of a sudden of, of an illness. Nobody knows it could have been poison. It could have been anything. But at 33, he bit Corona 323 BC. It could have been. It could have been a Corona. That's right. Could have been a Corona. You know, it, it is modern day Iraq. You never know what's going on there. You know, that's where civilization, quote, unquote. The fertile crescent. Yeah. Yeah. It starts. So maybe he ran into one of those curses or something. We don't know. But that's when he died. And if And then obviously after that. Then the wheels came off, right? Mm, the, there was some some infighting with the generals, and they broke it all up. And yeah. all this work that this dude had done is you know down the drain. But he mm. lived a great life. Never lost a battle. Wow, is what the history books say. That's pretty good. Never lost a for, won his first battle at sixteen. His dad is killed at eighteen, and, and I think his dad was Philip or something like that. And then he becomes king of Macedonia. And at that point, he said, it's on. At, like, what, at, 18, at 18, he was he was king? He was a king, yeah. Wow. Very motivational. Yeah. Well, obviously, inspirational guy. But, I mean, he would be the equivalent of uh, one of these genius kids that make it to Harvard when they're 13. Is he a conqueror, dude? Is he like a, I just want to claim more lands for my people and we're just going to go steamroll That's the way it all works. these people? That's the way it worked back then. As a matter of fact, it probably works the same way today, except with civil liberties and laws and things like that put into place. But no. you know, how do you think your cities are going to get built? How do you think those monuments, how do you think the eight wonders of the world were built? Were they eight or nine or whatever they were? Eight. Slaves, I imagine. Yes. And how do you do that? You go out and you conquer. That's conquer what these people. people did. Yeah. Some of okay. them were built by slaves, probably. Yeah. I would say all of them were. I bet they all were. That's just me. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we'd have to watch Ancient Aliens to figure out what their theories are on that, Aaron. Mm-hmm. I see that. I, I agree. You know, to see to see which to see to which one to get uh, the definitive word. We'd ha- we would have to watch Ancient Aliens. That's the program. Did you know there's a such thing as a ufologist? A what? A who? What? A ufologist, actual a college degree. That's ufology. Yeah, it's almost it, it's it's almost impossible to think that the pyramids were built by slaves, though. Traditional slaves. It's almost impossible, considering that they were made up of two million two hundred thousand stones, mm-hmm. and they're some of them are more than two hundred tons, and they're raised up into the air, you know, hundreds of feet, 
And in order to do that with the precision that they did, because the apex of the Great Pyramid is off of the center of the, of the base by like a quarter of an inch. So to achieve that level of precision, the margin for error is basically zero. And to think that you could produce that um, amazing work with slaves, I don't know. I, I just I find it far-fetched. So you'd posit that it was alien intervention? Uh, well, I don't know, but I'm guessing that they had some, some technology that was lost somewhere along the way that they were using. Just because we couldn't achieve that today. We couldn't build the, the Great Pyramid right now. Yeah, because they've tried different ways. Is that correct? Well, and just, I mean, if you think of the amount of force you would need to lift up a 200-ton granite beam 100 feet in the air, like they did in the Great Chamber, uh, it's just staggering accomplishment. Mm. You know, and, the, and just that precision. Two million stones. I mean, you can divide a quarter of an inch by two million, and that's how much each stone can be off by. Wow. So, That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, it's just... I'm screwing around, you know, and Aaron drops, <laughs> and Aaron drops some heavy He's duty. dropping some calculations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready to go, you know, but I didn't see that in the Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston. I just, I saw some dude whipping him. Well, and then and there's also the things that the Egyptians, they wrote everything down. They wrote everything in hieroglyphics, and you know what they never wrote? They never wrote, we built the pyramids, and they never wrote that. They wrote everything else, but... Not we built the pyramids. That's in nice. fact they actually did write about, you know, sky travelers, you know, type of. So it could have been aliens. I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I, it's it's just a very fun topic to explore. In my just opinion, don't tell Bubba. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he might learn something. Wow. <laughs> we miss you, Bubba. This is educational today. <laughs> that, you know, but but Aaron, you 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 okay? Let's say the part where the pyramids are almost the same in design all throughout the world. That's another piece. That's right. That I've always found, you know, because I do watch Ancient Aliens. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, was, I, I could believe that. Actually, actually, I was thinking about getting a degree in ufology because I said, how can, how can you be refuted when you write a paper? Well, it's interesting. <laughs> if there's any indication of how crazy the world is now, uh, the Pentagon just admitted that the UFO thing was was real, like last month, and no one even talks about it. No one it. even cares. And this like, past month. What in the world? Was it this past month or was it this month? I think it was this month. It wasn't very long ago. Yeah, it was, it was within the last month. I, I mean, think. it trended on Twitter for maybe like a day, and that was it. And then it was done. And I was like, huh, I guess there must be a lot going on. Because <laughs> they actually, but uh, did, they, did they admit it or they kind of didn't? Refuted. I, I believe they admitted it. They admitted that the command that the Commander Fravor video was was something that they didn't understand. That and was just it, like wasn't that the Air Force footage or whatever? Yes, of and the it flying was. Object? And if you listen to uh, an interview with Commander Fravor, it's just incredible because he's clearly uh, a stud Air Force or Navy pilot, and uh, you know one of the most decorated you know that there are, and he's. Clearly, from you can hear it in his voice and the way that he talks, that he is not blowing smoke at all. He is a hundred percent, you know, legitimate uh, source, and he's telling the story in great detail about you know those, you know, the little thing he went to investigate that was hovering above the water, and it would go to eighty thousand feet and come back down in no time flat, not spewing anything out the back. They have no idea, you know, how it was propulsed, you know, what was the propulsion method was. And it just was able to disappear, and it was able to jam their radar, and the, 
you know, he was talking about his, his uh, co-pilot that took the video and he said that they had to switch it off of a certain type of video because it was getting jammed and so they had to go to old school VHS video style. Mm-hmm. And it's just very, very compelling interview. I highly recommend it because it's so fascinating. Wow. You, you know what, Abby? What? When the UFO was right next to Commander Favor, was his name? Yeah, Commander Favor. Yeah, they, they went and said this to him. What's up, my homies? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I got her to laugh. I got her to laugh. We're good. We're good. We're good. She's relaxed. She's relaxed. No, but not in, in all seriousness. It's all the... In Puerto Rico, there's a part. And there's a part of the island that's called Lajas. It's the... Where the, the fluorescent bay is. We have two fluorescent bays in the on the island. Mm-hmm. And that part of Lajas, you know, that's the town. It's on the southwest part of the island. And it, I went there one time. It was just numerous. That's right, because you worked on mm-hmm. it, didn't you? There was numerous sightings of UFOs and things of that nature. Also, I mean, and it's going to sound kind of crazy. We talked about this the other day. The Chupacabra legend comes out of Puerto Rico. Yeah, we went there on one of those um, one of those little uh, excursions you can go on yeah. to that island, you know. And uh, we had to, to ride in a bus, which was brutal. To get to that, spot. it was a bus. Was it was it a tourist bus? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was very. It was one of the old school ones. I, that's the main thing I remember about that trip. I hope that. it. I hope it had AC. No. Ooh. When was this? And this was in oh, two thousand. Oh, not good. Twelve. Not good. Say. Not good. I'm ashamed of my island now. <laughs> oh no! Don't be ashamed. No, of, no, no, no. Oh, Puerto Rico is. They want to give you the real mm. Puerto Rican experience. No, you know, I, uh, I want to go back. It's amazing. Adam does commercials for the. Puerto Rico Department of Tourism. <laughs> we do have one out there, don't we? Yeah, we have a couple of them out there. <laughs> yep. uh, on the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast, available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, uh, I- iTunes, I- Apple Pod- iTunes podcast app. And if you, uh, it sometimes depends how you get it. If you ask Alessa, she'll also play. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta ask her she'll, nice. You gotta ask her. You ask her nice. So yeah, wow. So you know, I mean, I'm. I'm 50-50 when it comes to the UFO thing. I just be- I don't believe that we're the only things out there in the universe. The universe is too big. It is very big. You know? Agreed. So, uh... And there's so much unexplained uh, phenomenon here on Earth. And, uh, I don't know. Either just... To think that we know the answer to that question is kind of silly, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Adam, where you stand? How how advanced would they have to be? I mean, to get here and to have this super flying craft that goes against all laws of physics that we currently have, how super advanced would this civilization be? What was what was it? How many feet did it go up and down? I mean, just it it, it kill a human. Yeah, it went up up eighty thousand feet and back down to the water level very quickly, and that was why they actually sent them out to investigate it because they had been watching this on their radar, just blip. You know, uh, and they're like, "Well, these are the things, these things going up and down," and they didn't actually tell him what they were going to look for for some reason. Not sure why they didn't tell him, but he details all that in the interview, and it's just—I don't know—it's very compelling. Well, and and you know, you could say that well, maybe this is a technology that the government came up with; they're just not telling anybody. But this is also the Navy we're talking about that's trying to figure it out. So, who knows? But uh, considering how old the universe is, I mean, they could have had. They could have been here before we were. They were definitely there before uh, Alexander the Great because the Mayans were here way before that. 
You know, we're I just know. and we're learning more things all the time. I mean, the the Sphinx. You know, everybody uh, is now in agreement that it's. You know, it was made when the desert uh, was the tropics. You know what? I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, because the they they sent you know a bunch of geologists uh, with the idea that okay, well let's check this out. We think this is a lot older, and um, the, you know the first guy they sent, I don't remember what his name was, unfortunately, maybe Doctor Robert Shock, perhaps I think maybe is a guy, but uh, he, um, he he knew immediately that that was water erosion because he just like oh. Well, of course, yes, this is water erosion. And so now they know that the Sphinx was, you know, at least 25,000 years old. Wow. And because that was the last time that particular area was a jungle, you know, or was a, a, you know, high rainfall place. So, you know, there's just a lot of, we were just starting to little, you know, discover little things like that. And I don't know, it's all very fun to look into, though. That's very cool. And discuss. And remember, you learned that here on the Timing Out of My Heart (laughs) Tonight podcast. This is not just rock and roll. I feel like I am learning a lot. The hard, that's why this is called the Hard Tonight podcast. We really can't put your, can't put your finger, TikTok, Alexander the Great, UFOs, (laughs) Sphinx. Come on now. Tropical Egypt. It's fun. (laughs) Tropical Egypt is, is, My goodness. If Jay Jay was here tonight, he would write the title as, he'd be taking that down as a possible title. That's catchy. It's very catchy. (laughs) It's also today Weed Your Garden Day, just FYI, special mint. That's not smoke weed in your garden. It says weed it. What? That doesn't mean plant weed in your garden. That means weed it. Which means weed your garden day. Oh, yeah! I planted a bunch of flowers in my garden today, and I did some weeding. Yeah, so there you go. That's that's how you take care of the day. You got up really early to do that. Had to have. In 1957, in sports. Oh, sports now today. All right, New York Yankee legend, the Babe, the Bambino. Mm -hmm. That would be who? That would be George Herman Babe Ruth. Number three in your playbook. Had his final farewell in Yankee Stadium. He really? Di- he died two months later. What year was this? Wow. 19, 1947. 47. Jeez. That's crazy. That how, crazy. How old was he when he died? He I don't, was, I, don't know that. Uh, I forgot how old he was. Hey, Abby, check out, uh, on, on, uh, uh, check out the age of Babe Ruth when he died. He died of cancer. I know that. Well, he wouldn't have been very old if he just retired. And so he had he had been no, retired. He, I think he'd for been about retired 10 years. for a while. Okay, so his final farewell yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. as a player. Yeah, it wasn't as a player. He just okay. showed up and they gave okay. him a little, which is very cool because it's an homage in life. Versus, you know, doesn't say. No, it says he's fifty-three. He was. Fi- Thank you, Miss Producer. <laughs> <laughs> Doing an excellent job, by the way. Jay, take some notes. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. So, it, it, I, I so just, they had a babe day. They knew that his mm-hmm. time was kind of winding down, and they wanted to have yep. a, a final celebration of the babe. That's right. Oh, he, it says here he retired in 1935. In okay. 1936, he was voted into the baseball HOF, Hall of Fame. Okay. Very cool. Was that the first class ever? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Mm. He was in the first class, and Make, that was sense. just one year after he was. He was. They don't have to wait five years back then. So he played for Boston before he played for New yes, York. Yes, he okay. was. He was. Yeah, he's a Baltimore native, and he was sold to Boston, uh, I think, for two hundred G's or one hundred and fifty G's, and a loan. That much? Mm-hmm. That's quite a bit back then. I thought yeah. it was made like nine grand or something like that. Mm-hmm, no. Wow. 
No, no, I no, didn't, no. I didn't know that. Let me see. Did I write that wow. Down? So, Aaron, you know Did all that? about aliens and and uh, and pyramids and stuff. But you didn't know the Babe played for the Red Sox? No, I, I remember oh. he played for the Red Sox. I just okay. I just didn't remember the order. I, I, I just had to clarify. Yeah. The chronology, the I, I wrote I wrote papers about him in my youth, but it's been a while, so you know. Okay. But yeah. The Babe nice. lived a very uh, excessive life. I thought he, you know, if you look at the Babe's history, not the movie Babe, you know, the real one. Babe, Pig was, in the it City. Was a, it was a decent movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that Babe. That Babe. <laughs> he he lived a life to the fullest. And he was unapologetic about it. Yeah. I think that's very If you were cool. the biggest thing going in your in whatever you're doing, yeah. if you're like the biggest star, well, you'd, you'd take advantage of that to the fullest, right? Yeah. He's like the athlete version of Elvis. You know? Yes. Absolutely. I agree yep. with that. Yep. So I, but I just know I really, I really thought that was very, very cool that he got the homage while he's living. So why, you know, why would you want you know, an homage while you're dead? Oh, he's had he some, he's had some while he was dead too. So, oh, yeah, you, but, you know. know, still he got to enjoy. It. But he got to hear the but cheers. The, he one did more get time. to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that yeah. is nice. That's good. I, I just thought that was very, very, very cool. Are we are we going to have baseball this season, Tommy? Uh, been, what do you think? I've been monitoring that. Have you? Uh yep. What do you think? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not at all. I don't think so. That's just me. That's just my opinion. They're not going to get together Dude, and we're, say we're like we're we're uh, right now. We are. What's today? Today is the thirteenth, right? Yep. We're two to three weeks away from what midseason should have been. We should have been going into All Star season next uh, in two or three weeks. But how good would that's it half, be? That's half the season right there. How good it would it be to just have a nice fifty game sprint to the finish? Be awesome. And then playoffs. It'd be nice, but then right. people would get used to that fast and furious. Well, the opinion that was one of the problems with baseball. The people opinion like of the some, of, some of the owners people believe, don't like the believe, in my opinion, incorrectly that. They would be taking less of a loss if they just there was no season compared to you know all the proposals that the players' association has given them so far or the the counter proposals I should say, and you know what I, I think that that's ridiculous because if they could come back as soon as possible they could own the entire um, sporting sports world. world right now and you know so missing out on that opportunity is foolish in my opinion well but. the the MLB has a bad habit of not really i mean they don't if you look at it, there's not even a lot of stuff on youtube they're very zealous of what they have going on jealous of of what they have going on you know baseball they want ownership know. of everything they want they, they they don't license anything i mean it's like i jeremy gets me the app every single year the MLB app, and what I do is while you know while I'm at work, what I I watch the scores as they come up. Every once in a while, there's a tie-in with some station that you can see the game live. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, but not all the time. Well, I so, certainly hope they do come back because it would be awesome to have a 50-game season or whatever. Just yeah, every game is important. They earn a, a boatload of goodwill with like their so fans much. that they're they trying would. to they're trying to retain these fans. Give them something, right? And they, and they're trying to you know gain new fans. And hey, there's nothing going on right now. It's a you know, better they, chance. Everybody's starving for sports. And we did a uh, we did a uh, like a virtual family day with with Mike Matheny, the uh, the the manager of the KC. Uh, oh yeah, Royals. the brand new manager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. and you know and and again, not to go into all this detail. I think I had mentioned this before. I, yeah, I don't it's been it. on the show. But you know, it, it looked like they were they were working out where. They were, you know, they wanted to maintain some kind of physical condition. Some of them are pitching in, in Asia. Who is? Oh gosh. Uh, oh, some of the some of the big leagues. Some of the, the, some of the big leaders. Leaders. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And some of them actually not only pitching. There's other you know, just to keep their their body uh, tuned up for 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 the action. 
Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Well, that's a good idea. I mean, when they talk about the NBA coming back, um, it's an interesting uh, thing that a lot of those guys don't have access to a proper basketball goal. And so, you know, they haven't been practicing, really, to say, you know, normally. And so that's going to be weird. And, you know, so it's good if the, ba- the baseball players are keeping in shape somehow. So, but yeah. Yeah. All right, 1970, this day in music, Uh-oh. rock music. Aaron knows all about this. Railroad. He's going to school us on whatever <laughs> he, you say. Grand Funk Railroad. Right. Right. This a, lot is 19, of, a lot of cowbell in their this music, This is 1970, right? right? Supported by Steel Mill. You know who was uh, one of the band members for Steel Mill, Adam? Uh, the Boss. Uh, Mr. Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen? Yes, sir. Yep, oh, yep, my yep, yep. goodness. Appeared at the Ocean Ice Palace in Bricktown, New Jersey. You know how much the tickets were for? Oh, um, I'm going to say $12.50. Mm, you went over. Mm. Five bucks. Oh, wow. wow. Five bucks is a lot of money, though, in 1970. But, you know, this is probably a small venue. This is like that stone, that stone pony. You know those small venues that they got out there in the Jersey Shore is what I'm gonna guess. I didn't okay. bother looking up the venue, but if it's Grand, you know Grand Funk Rail, uh, Grand Funk Railroad a year later, I think no, two years later. <laughs> thanks, Abby. Two years later, were uh, were uh, I think they did, they had a record of selling out Shea Stadium. How how could they have a record? They broke the they, they broke, broke the Beatles they record. They broke the Raiders record. Abby, uh, uh, Google Grand Funk Railroad. Grand Funk Railroad and uh, Beatles, Beatles, and then record. Put those three words in there. Okay. Well, they, they are an American band, so. Yes, yes, sir. Have you, have yes, you seen sir. the video yeah, yeah, for American yeah, yeah, Band? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the greatest videos yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the motorcycles. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it just make you know you're you're so proud to be an American when you see that video. And, well, and you notice how good their drummer is too. That you're like, oh man, their drummer's fantastic. Yeah, 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 they're they're from from Michigan actually. Really? Mm-hmm. So did they let fans in Shea Stadium actually on the field? Is that how I, they I got their numbers up? I'm assuming. Did it come up? Did it come up? Yeah, it says they're famous for selling five fifty five thousand ticket tickets in seventy two hours. Bam! Take that. It's impressive. Faster than the Beatles. How you like that? That's crazy. I just pulled that one out. I, I was at. I was. I was hoping. I was really hoping that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do any verification of that. I know. I just pulled that out of my. Out of, out of, out of use, I didn't have none of my notes or nothing. That's just the way. The, that's just the way the show works. Wow, oh. that's impressive. So, but they, you know, they starting from the bottom, paying their dues. I didn't know they were a big, huge stadium act. They were uh, pioneers of uh, stadium rock, and they're very wow. they're very underrated in the in the modern musical imagination. I think that I don't think people understand how big they were, including myself. I didn't realize that until I went on an excursion at one point into Grand Funk Railroad because hmm. I mean they are a great band. So, is that a worthwhile excursion? Uh, no, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know okay. if I'd, I'd recommend spending your time doing it, but. You know, I did it one day. So, uh, but okay. yeah, I mean, they're just, you know, the 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 line that that I read was, you can't uh, you can't tell the story of '70s rock music without them. Hmm. All right. And they, you know, quite good. Anyway, 
starting from the bottom, Bruce Springsteen paying his dues. So what did Bruce Springsteen play in the, uh, in the steel mill? Steel mill. Was he a guitarist know. primarily? I'm not that familiar with Bruce I would guess so. I mean, that's my guess. He was a singer. See, see, uh, Google steel mill and see what, what, uh, what position Bruce Springsteen. S-T-E-E-L. So, yeah. But, you know, no, no, Aaron, the point is that I guess the one I brought this up is because the boss here is paying his dues. He's coming from the bottom, scratching, doing everything else that he needs to do in order to, you know, make it as a musician. That's crazy. I had no idea. Yep. There was no... And what year was this? This is 1970. There's no, there was no American Idol... <laughs> there was no voice. What? What was he? Um, I don't know. Hold on. Stevie Van Zant was in that too. Oh, yeah, wow. Wow. It's exciting. It was a super group. Very cool. Stevie Van Zant was an actor in The Sopranos. One of my favorite shows. I don't know. It's a lot of reading. There's a lot. <laughs> But there's like three members of the E Street Band within there, okay. including Stevie Van Zandt. Sure. So yeah, this is like the precursor to the E Street Band and Bruce Springsteen. Determination and talent. We were, on, we were slotted to go see uh, Stevie Van Zandt. When, oh, yeah. Where was he coming to? No, because he canceled with the voodoos of, or the souls of voodoo. The voodoos of somebody. Mm -hmm. It was some group that he has. And what did he put, what, what kind of a group was it? It was, uh, I, I think it was a... Uh, Oh God! I saw some of the video on it. Uh, it was like original music, though. Uh yeah, yeah, and and some covers too. Okay. They play some covers All because right. he has a show on. Uh, he has a show, I think, on Sirius XM. Who does? Stevie, Stevie Vincent. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. Okay. So and he, I forget what the group is called, the Voodoo Childs or the Children of Voodoo or it's something like that. Stevie Vincent was the important part anyway. Right. So, but yeah, he was slated to come here at the. Uh, at the Orpheum sometime in October last oh. Remember, they canceled yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So it would have been a great show. Oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't no know doubt that. it would have been. I didn't know so, that. Yeah, absolutely. Good information. Again, determination and talent. Not the voice. Not American Idol. Not no. Let's Dance America, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. That's the way it's done. Real human beings playing instruments, musical instruments. Not a machine, but the boss. That was how, by the way, that was a, how it was done, yes. And by the way, I'm not a big boss fan. I'm yeah. not a huge... What if he were fan. coming to Kansas City? I'd go. Okay. Because I've never well, seen... That makes, I've that never makes seen, you some I've, kind of a I've fan. Never, but I've, yeah. I've never seen him. Yeah, I've so never it would be an experience. Life, Absolutely. Know? So he's a blue-collar hero. He gets, every, he gets everybody fired up. You know, and that and that one article. His shows are legendary. Yeah, and that one article that Dave Grohl wrote. You know, he he mentioned Bruce Springsteen on there. That Bruce Springsteen goes and sees the shows from the crowd. Yeah. Very cool. I mean, I don't know how. Just as I, a dude. You right. know, again, you know, I mean, I don't know how many people are going to recognize, especially uh, Foo Fighter crowd is going to recognize Bruce Springsteen. I don't know, but you know, it's there's a big possibility he could disguise himself or something. I don't know. I mean, there's enough doppelgangers out there where you never know who it yeah. actually is, but. 1975. We're oh, still in music? Oh, yep. Still in oh, music. Oh, boy. Okay. A performer that you and I enjoy. Oh, good. Peter Frampton. 
Yeah, we've seen him a couple of times. Historic today, 13 June in 1975. Okay. Did we talk about Peter Frampton the other day? He comes up from time to time. Yeah. Pioneer like, of the talk box. We like, we like. Well, there, there you talk go. Talk box. Very. Yep. By the way, fun, Aaron showed me how it works. Oh, yeah, that's right. I he saw a video, yeah, video yeah, of yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to put that tube in your mouth. It's kind of weird to do that, but yeah. Very cool. Yeah. But can Peter Frampton. Talk, can you do the talk box on the bass as well? Sure. Yep. Oh. All, all, all you're do, all, all you're doing is you're is you're putting whatever signal that you you know whatever instrument you're playing you're putting it into a little tube to where the the tube becomes the speaker and then you put it into your mouth so your mouth becomes the speaker, and so you're basically like just replacing your voice with whatever with whatever instrument you're using. Nice. And then you can use your your voice as kind of like a wah pedal or a filter, so you know you you can just like you can change the way you're. You know, tones are sounding with your voice. Same thing with that. So I think you could put anything through there, and it would be fine. Man, now do you know? Now you got a plan. No, 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 I haven't got that far. I haven't got that far. And that's why it sounds like when he's saying, you know, do you feel? You know, that's that's him. You know, yep. That's just his guitar, and he's making those words with his mouth, but he's not using his voice at all. That's his guitar making that sound. Wow. That's cool how that works. It's very cool. I love it. Yep. When I saw it, I see you know when I saw it actually done. Yeah. Well, I saw. Okay. I've, I've seen that like on TV or on sure, stage sure. or right. You know, uh, uh, Richie Sambora, <laughs> Joe Perry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whoever's kind of yeah, does yeah, stuff. Yeah. You yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Anyway, but it's important because uh, the recordings from those two shows were used in his number one double. Of course. Double album Frampton comes alive. Classic of classics. Made his career Considered with one of the, the greatest live albums in the uh, history of rock music. Also, Kiss Alive, you know. <laughs> you <laughs> have to mention that. <laughs> that goes in there, too, you know. But, yeah, that's, that's got to be at the pantheon of all these classic rock live yeah. albums. That's, that's got to be right up at the top. Peter Frampton, another talent. Solo. If he, you hear Peter Frampton songs, you're hearing on the radio or something. You're hearing it from that live album. You're not hearing the original recording. A lot of times that's true, yeah. We've discovered this when we're learning the songs. We're trying to find the re- recording, and we're like, oh, okay, the live version is the recording. Right. Okay. That's, yeah, the, that's the identifiable track. That's yeah, because we tackled Humble Pie's... Uh, 30 Days in the Hole. I Don't Need a Doctor. Ooh, oh, 30 Days in the Hole. Wouldn't that be... Um, that's Humble Pie. Isn't that Government Mule? Is it Government Mule? I think that's a cover. Oh, then Government probably, Mule covered it? covered it. Okay, yeah, I've heard the Government Mule version, which is awesome, by the way, but I wouldn't be surprised if Frampton wrote it. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Had a shot to be in the faces? I don't know. Yep. He did? Mm-hmm. Yep. Who did, Frampton? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a... I'm not familiar with the faces. So Ron Wood would have mm. stepped aside, right? Probably. Oh. I think so. They would, have, mm. they would have taken Frampton over Ron Wood. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. This is when the faces were just breaking up, so he didn't ever... I think, oh, and, oh, and, oh. I'm, and, I'm, and I'm also ad-libbing on this one. Oh, so he was going to fill this it. Is, this is I'm in the zone. You can Google it and let us know by dropping us an email at Tommy and Adam at G... At Tommy Pop. and Adam pod yes. at gmail.com. Right. So it'll be on the link of, uh, on the link of our uh, podcast. So, yeah. I didn't know he was up for the Correct me, faces please. gig. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I have to look at that. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll go back and look at that. Okay. So, yeah. But, yeah. Great album. Do you have, do you have the vinyl of that? Oh, uh, I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I have the vinyl. Don't have the record player, but I have the vinyl. Yep. Quick factoid. 
He Seems played like... he played a road manager on uh, the movie Almost Famous. Peter Frampton did. Oh man! You ever seen that? Yeah, I've seen it. Great movie. I mm. noticed that you have it on DVD. Over I do. Yep. I enjoy it very much. Hmm. Uh, what's movie. what's the blonde chick's name? She's really hot. Uh, uh, Kate Hudson. <laughs> yeah, there you he, go. He's right. In the zone, I wasn't even close. <laughs> <laughs> he, he slammed it. Great Gold, movie. Goldie Hawn's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. That's all I know. Yep. And the girl who played. Uh, yeah. Oh God! What she played on in the X Men? She was I want to say Rogue. She's in that movie too. I don't know their names. It doesn't matter. Anna Paxton or something like that. Oh, something. Paquin. Paquin. Ah, oh, there you go. That's Pac-Man. right. Paquin. That's it. In it's, the zone. It's got, in a, the it's, zone. Got, it's got a Q in it. Waka waka waka. Paquin. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. Yes, sir. Okay. Significant album. Released. Adam. Aaron, this time of year. Abby. Yes. 1974. Okay, okay. Paul McCartney and the Wings. The Wings. Band on the Run. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's his signature solo album. It's it's the best Paul McCartney album that there is. Absolutely. Aaron, are you I'm, a fan? I, 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 yeah, I do like that album. And, and I remember some of the videos where... Um, Paul McCartney had his, his wife playing, and he had to tape the keys because she didn't really know how to play. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I heard stories where they would kind of unplug her mic because she really didn't sing. She yeah. couldn't carry a note that Right, she, she wasn't particularly trained, but, you know, married to Paul McCartney or dating Paul McCartney, then, you know, you get some benefits. You get to act like you're playing. Yeah, I get to act. But, like, he, he would put pieces of tape on the piano so she knew what buttons to push. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, very, very kind cool. of him. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Love, but, a, but a, gr- great, a great rock and roll love story, his wife and him. That's right. Great album. I'm telling you. Yeah. Fantastic album. Yeah. You should just listen to it from beginning to end. It's just solid all the way through. This song is a three part, uh, three parts to it. It's rock, funk, country. Okay. It's and, and, and and this is this is the real Paul McCartney. He he's not it's not imposter Paul. Mm. No, this, this, <laughs> this is after he this died. Was, this, so. was according, this was according to the YouTube. <laughs> he was in the wings. This is the YouTube. Uh, uh, <laughs> the wings. A shout out to Victor. He calls it the wings. The wings. The wings. Yeah, you picked up on that. You, you started to do it yourself. So, yep, 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 yep. Also off that album, Jet. Jet. Helen Wheels is yep. one of my favorites. Oh. Is 1985 on there too? Ah. Yes, 1976. Oh, okay. There's a song called 1985. But really? I don't know if it's on that album or not. Check out but it's fantastic. Band on the Run. Abby, let us know what, what songs are on that on that album. Helen Wheels is about my rotating favorite right now of, of those songs. Yeah, but Jet is great. I like Jet because it says the Sergeant Major. <laughs> Just because, yes. <laughs> Just, yes. It's a military rank in Ta- there. Talking, That's all it takes. Talking to you. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it just, was so, did it come up? Yeah. Band on the Run. Go ahead and read that out to us there, Abby. What, the song? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Band on the Run, Jet, Bluebird, Miss Vanderbilt. Yeah, Miss Vanderbilt. Let me roll it. Mm. Good one. Let me roll it. Keep going. I can't pronounce that. Mamonia. No words. Helen Wheels. Picasso's last words. 
Nineteen hundred and something. Eighty-five. Thank you. Was it eighty-five? Seventy-six. <laughs> well, there you go. Still, it doesn't matter. Right. Those are the. I think those are the two top records. There. Off of that, you know, oh, they, at, they least, are. at least you know the the, the, the popular, ones. popular yes. ones. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, we saw them not too long ago, Aaron. Cool. We went saw them. Uh, we were down on the floor actually. We had a good time. Down so, the floor in the middle. Played just about everything you'd think you would play. So have you got the timing down? How much of the song you can play before they get mad at you? Hmm. If you guys no. get, if you guys get too big, you might have to start watching. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that would be. That's a cool song, though. Yeah, I it's love a great it. song. I mean, it's not the. Uh, you you don't get music like that no more. You know, you, you get the electronic stuff. Like, I think, I think I've said that already. Well, you do get that. It's just you have to look for it. It's not popular. It's but not the popular stuff. Trust today. me, there are bands upon bands upon bands everywhere in the country, and none of them are just, none of them are famous, but they're awesome still. So that's the unfortunate reality of the music industry today. What would it take for a band like that to break through? How would it, how would that happen? Could it happen? I don't know, because I look at, you know what? When was the last time a band got famous? You know what's what's the newest band? I mean, I guess there's the only artist I can think of is like Billie Eilish is new, kind of, right? But like, what other, I mean, artists usually don't get famous anymore. That's just not something that happens that often. So I, I don't know how it happens. It's a good question. I don't know how in the world a prog rock band would get famous these days. That would be a stretch. Yeah, how you would know? that ever get like? Airplay, or how would it get popular on YouTube? It would, or how would it? How I mean, it would happen? have to be a YouTube thing. It would have to be. And now there are plenty of bands, prog rock bands that are really good and are underground popular. You've got Animals as Leaders and Periphery and bands that are you know unbelievable. Uh, Vitalism. There's a lot of really amazing bands that just you know extremely high level of musicianship, but you know a lot of them don't have vocals, so. You know, forget about it as far as... <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, they're play, they're but, playing to a very niche audience. Yes, the musicianship is top they're not top there. Notch. They're not there to make money, I guess. In, 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 well, the, yeah, exactly. They're, they're there <laughs> for the music. and I mean, that's the unfortunate thing about the, the music world these days is it's not much of a meritocracy in the traditional sense, but... When you got a DJ up there in a stadium, yeah, I have issues with that. Well, now, just, now some some mean. some of the DJs are playing music that they produced, and 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 some of them are doing, you know, little things with the with the mix as they go along. And there is some art there. I mean, I'm not going to condemn somebody else's art, but are you talking about like Dead Mouse? That's exactly who I was talking about. <laughs> oh. <in fact. laughs> Dead and Mouse, Dead Mouse, Dead Mouse, and he produces his own stuff, and he's actually a really talented guy, and he has sort of one of the more progressive styles of electronic music. But doesn't he play like you know the keyboard and some other stuff? He plays this very strange instrument called a monome, and it's um, it's like just got a bunch of buttons on it, so he just pushes the buttons and. I don't know. So you got to know sequencing, basically. And he's a very good producer, and he's he writes all of his music. You know, so there's some guys like that, and then if you, you know, a traditional DJ that's you know mixing records. I mean, that's an art form as well. That's but. the one who does it with Pharrell. 
who does it with the, Pharrell. Me, the Mighty Mouth. The, what is it again? Uh, Dead Mouth. Dead is, Mouth. He's his own act. He may also collaborate with people, but no, um, they all collaborate. Mm-hmm. He but, has some of the best sounding instruments that I've ever heard. If you listen to his music in headphones, the it's a very lush. Hmm. His instruments sound fantastic. Well, you know, I blame, and and all I that blame, music I, makes your booty shake. <laughs> that's that's what everybody cares about. <laughs> well, <laughs> at this time, I would have inserted some inappropriate comment, but I have, you can't I have do it Abby here. <laughs> I'll leave it for next week. We'll blame Moby for all this electronic stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. Famous birthdays, Aaron. Oh, here we Famous go. There's a whole birthdays, series of birthdays that get a lot of attention from Tommy. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Here All we right. go. Here's the first one. Jackass? <laughs> Johnny Knoxville? <laughs> <laughs> Steve-O! Oh, Steve-O. Steve-O is 45 today. He's still alive? Yeah. So, oh, he, he was right. Wow. Got that thing on the nose. <laughs> wow. Happy birthday, Steve-O. Wow. That dude was funny, man. I don't know. Him and the Pontius guy, they, they made the team on that. Uh, you know, the... You have some funny episodes, yeah. It's it's It was hilarious to me. And I don't like, I don't like watching people getting hurt for the most part. I don't watch videos like that. And how did you get onto Jackass? For some, well, Jeremy again. Jer- I was. I, I uh, walk into the room. Is Jeremy watching? Like Jeremy's like twelve. He's cracking I'm like, up. What the hell is this? He's busting oh, bust a gut watching the show. Oh, it's so funny. Uh huh. Well, you know that they made it through. If they, you know, if it's on the episode, then it wasn't like Faces of Death or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it Jeff Dunn who didn't make it through one of them? I think it was I one of the guys it. from from. I mean, Wee Man. Oh, that was super funny. Yes. You know, I think Johnny Knoxville just kicked back a and little bit. And they had to just like keep up in the ante like every time, like, oh, we got another season. So what are you going to do nah, now? No, you would just see him cringe when, you know, you would see Steve O, that, that internal pain that he wasn't feeling yet, but knew was coming. You know, like getting stung by bees or run after, you know, whatever. You know, they slather him up in didn't honey. It, didn't it start with like Johnny Knoxville like wearing like a bulletproof vest and getting shot or something? Wasn't that like the genesis of the whole thing? Like he did this crazy testing of bulletproof vest? I really don't know. I know that I went to the the theater to watch it. I think it was the 3D one. Mm -hmm. And the one that I couldn't stop laughing was was Pooh Volcano. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't sound good. (laughs) It was bad. (laughs) And and then the other one where they they had to go through like cattle prods. Yeah. Oh, that was brutal. The gauntlet of cattle prods? Yeah, something that I think was awesome. Wow. Well, and they had uh, one of their their members had um, had a brother um, that was in the band CKY, which was featured on that show, and that was a good band. Really catchy riffs there, including their theme song. If you can think of the theme song, Jackass theme song. It didn't have a title when I was recording. I, I couldn't. Oh yeah, that's a great band though. Definitely riff riff tastic. <laughs> and, and the grandpa thing that was like one of the most craziest things on that that giant Xville used to get dressed. Oh, up he used to be like the old man. And- oh. <laughs> And prank so, all these people. That's so funny. Yeah. You know. Also today. Oh, more birthdays. Turning 38. Abby, do you know who Chris Evans is? He's dreaming. Captain America. Yeah. yeah. I think he was a Marvel character, yeah. but I didn't know which one. Okay. She did she don't care. She don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Mr. Dream 38. Himself. Yeah. Wasn't he? Was he mm-hmm. also the 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 uh the human torch? He was one of the uh, fantastic yeah, four. Yeah, the torch. There you go. Yep. In those movies that kind of suck. Right? Mm, yeah. They, they didn't do real well, but yeah. it was okay. I saw it. It was all right. But it got out of hand, like all the other comic. I, you know, I'm a comic book fan as well. And they just got out of hand. It just it just flooded the market. What's it the was best? just one thing, one of the thing, one after the other. It's just it just was coming at you too fast. Hmm. Which one's the best? Uh, I want to say this last one, the uh, the Infinity Gauntlet, the the, okay. uh, the ending of it. To me, that was one of the awesome ones. The one before that, that was, was the best good superhero movie ever. To me, it was yeah. To oh. me, it was yeah. The Spider Man's mm-hmm. one they got. I I I, I love the first two of uh, was it Tobey Maguire? Yeah, I love those two. They were great. The third one, I didn't like it. He was like dancing jazz and some other crap. Right. That's, you know, it's made no sense. Have you seen Into the Spider-Verse? The cartoon? Yeah. A little bubble. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. The graphic presentation of it is just off the chain. I mean, it's got a good story, too. I would highly recommend that movie. I got Disney Plus. So, yeah. yeah. That's exactly how I watched it on there. Disney Plus, courtesy of Jay. I felt like that the... Um, oh, you have your own account. The intro to Iron Man 2, when he's flying out of the helicopter... Uh, brutal. Brutal. With the, but with the uh, shoot to thrill, I thought that was one of the coolest intros to a movie. It had him coming down with that song, you know? It was just like... That was a good movie. Yeah. That was a good movie. Hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Abby, Today. Abby, do we like superhero movies? Do we watch superhero movies? I do. You do? Oh, okay. But we don't, we don't pay much attention to the actors, apparently. Nope, not at all. Okay. Today, turning 24. Uh-oh. This is young word. Is none other than... Yeah. Selena Powell, Instagram model. <laughs> Selena Powell? <laughs> She's 24. <laughs> is she? 24. Erin, she has 200,000 followers on Instagram. And is that because of her personality? Uh, I saw her pictures. I would say, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, so she's a really articulate young lady? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Very artsy. <laughs> <laughs> if, okay, this was, if this was MXC, uh, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge, and I was Guy, yeah. I would go, Guy, like, <laughs> <laughs> So that was on your list of famous birthdays. Yeah, it's famous birthdays. I'm, I'm gonna give you her. Uh, I'm gonna give you her. Uh, oh, you got stats. I'm gonna give you her stats here because okay. he, uh, usually Adam asks me for the stats, so I don't never have it, but now I do. Yeah, good. Instagram model, right? Who puts herself in the center of entertainment gossip columns? Puts herself in the center of with her connections to various interna- entertainers such as Snoop Doggy. Okay. I'm gonna try to read this. I might need a. Uh, uh, Abby to help me out here. Kiari Cephas. Kiara Cephas. Who's that? I don't know. Oh. But that's who this who who Selena uh, Powell knows. She knows. Uh, Fetty Wap. Wap. Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap. Close enough. I'm in the zone. Yeah. O'Shea Jackson and Waka Flaka Flammy. Flam, uh, Waka Flaka Flammy. There you go. I'm in the zone. <laughs> <laughs> and others. <laughs> So because thank, of her association with those people? Yes. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Selena. What was her last name? Forget it. Powell. Powell? There you go. Wow. 
So because she knows those people and she has butt implants, now she's famous. There's a page, Aaron, that's famous birthdays. Mm -hmm. And you'll have like, like Anne Frank's birthday was today, right? Okay. Or was it yesterday? Anne Frank, you know. Sure. And you'll have, you know, uh, picture frame blue. Uh, TikTok star, Twitch star. Like, how can mm -hmm. they be number one? Over Anne Frank, for for the love of God. Come yeah, on. no, I know. You know, it just, it makes no sense. They probably have more Twitter likes than Anne Frank does. I don't know. It's, it's pretty crazy. So, yeah. She had to use a, an actual diary back in the day, you know. Yep, that's right. Yeah, she uh, she made her diary out to, I want to say, to a fictitious friend. On a kitty or something. Anyway, that's another she thing. She just needed Facebook, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. It would have been awesome. <laughs> and now, Aaron, we have come to one of my favorite parts of the show. It is... Hashtag What the Frijoles. Guys, we're talking to an artist in the studio. A musician. We are. We were talking about your art. Your paintings and things that yes, you do around yes, the backyard. Yes, yes. I'm going to show you guys an image of a painting. Do you guys know this painting? Nope. Familiar with it at all? That's my aunt Abby? Felicity. <laughs> no, I'm going to but set it's, that right uh, there. That, okay. You can look at that. Okay, that is an image. It's called Salvatore Mundi, which huh. translates to. Savior of the world. It is a painting oh. depicting Jesus Christ. It was commissioned in 1500 by Louis VII of France. Mm. And that was made... Oh, you want to look at that? There you go. And that was in his possession until he was removed from his position. And then it went on to Charles I of England. And it was a mystery of its whereabouts for nearly 200 years. And then in 1958, it was found. 1958? In 1958, wow. it was found, and it was uh, in a bad condition. It was in desperate need of a restoration. And it sold at auction for 45 pounds, or 57 U.S. dollars. Really? And... It did go through a bit of a restoration, but a couple of other guys got a hunch. In 2005, Robert Simon and Alexander Parrish... Was that 60 years later? Yeah, in 2005. Okay. Those two guys purchased that painting in pretty bad shape for $10,000. And they got a team that was tasked with restoring and verifying the artist for that painting. That's the guys who got commissioned? No, those, these guys bought it in 2005. But they put a team together on to restore the painting to okay. its original luster, and also wanted to do verifications of the brush techniques and everything to find, to prove the artist. So six years this team tackled this painting. Okay. And in 
for and in 2011 it was revealed as an original Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> Price just went up just a bit. <laughs> so it, so the team had it, had verified it and that they pointed to things like the the way that Christ's hand was made and they some sort of a stomafato painting technique on Christ's face and the use of pigments and panels consistent with Leonardo da Vinci. And there's also a position where his thumb was in one initial position, but on a, quote, second thought, it was altered. So that proved to these people that that painting was actually an original and not a reproduction. Because you would, on a reproduction, you just do the exact same thing. You wouldn't alter it to change the position, right? So anyway, with that in mind, in 2013, it's put up for auction. And it is bought for $80 million <laughs> by a Swede, I believe, Yves Bouvier. But he wanted to return on his investment. In 2015, it was sold for 1275 million dollars to a Russian Dmitry Rodobedev was was he an entrepreneur he was something but he he wasn't selling Russian missiles was he no but it came up for auction again two years later in 2017 oh my god where it sold for 450.3 million dollars isn't art a beautiful thing Yeah. Well, it people was, are, are, are running to get rid of this thing, though, after they get it on. Now, it was... It's underperforming as a piece of art or what? Well, now, it, it was purchased in 2017, and it has not been seen <coughs> in public since. It was purchased by Prince Badir bin Abdullah. That sounds like Middle Easterner. There yeah, like a... A lot of du- yes. ducats. And it was said it was uh, purchased for the Louvre Abu Dhabi. So they have the fine art museum in Abu Dhabi. It was purchased for that reason, but it has not been seen. The two mm. theories are that it's still in Geneva in a storage facility for this. The second option is it's on a yacht owned by Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed <coughs> bin Salam. Oh. Isn't that something? Yes, that is something. So Wow. Originally sold for $57 a half a century ago, and now it's worth $450.3 million. Wow. Pretty good. Incredible. That just kept on going higher and higher. The funny thing is that my first thought was, well, it looks a little bit like as if if Jesus was um, trans. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's what it looks like. It does. A little bit. I mean, that was my first thought. The image of, yeah. Maybe he'd like to make, you know, feminine features, you know? Yeah. I don't Maybe know. it was coming fresh off the Mona Lisa. I'm well, not sure when the you Mona know, Lisa was right. made. Yeah, it looks, yeah, it had a little bit, it has a little bit of that style in it. And an interesting here is that Arabs have it. Yeah. Even though Jesus is mentioned in the Quran. It's probably sure. just due to the association with Leonardo da Vinci, like the most preeminent oh, artist. Yeah. So you would think if they go before Allah, they just explain that Say, part hey. when they're hooked? Hey, it's, it's worth a bunch you're of money. You're good to go. You're good to go. Yeah. Like you think an original Van Gogh is going to get you some status. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was our hashtag What the Frijol is for this week. <laughs> All right.
right, all right, core segment. Core segment, Mr. Aaron Epp. You've heard him all through the show. We were excited. You know, I've, I've been, I've been plugging you. You've been, you've been clamoring yes, to get him I, in I, studio I have, for a long time. I have. I have. Um, you know, I, I, I could go, Aaron, and say a bunch of things about you. I, you know, I know you're a humble guy. You're not like me at all. You're, you know, you're a KU grad. You're a statistical scientist, I believe, is what I want to call it. You know. Yeah, I was a data scientist there for you go, several, right there. You know, yep. 15 oh. years now. Yep. Okay. Multi-instrumentalist. Plays yep. more than just a guitar. All right. But he is a guitar uh, player for Antibacterial Cereal, for Kukui. Uh, the yearly Pantera tribute here in, in town. Are you the founder of that? No. Okay. No, I joined um, several years after. I mean, it's, okay. they, they've been doing it for a long time. I'm going to exaggerate and say you're one of the founders. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, okay. I, I'm, I'm definitely one of the core members now. <laughs> Yeah, there's, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, guitar shredding samurai. You know, working a, on it. There's, work there, in progress, there, you know. there's, there's a lot going on here. My personal friend, Mr. Aaron. There you go, right man. There. That's that's the best intro I can give you. Heck and, of an introduction. You know, and yeah. Aaron, I, I'll we, take it. We could go through here. We could go through all the the. Uh, we could go through all the stereotypical questions. You know, why you get into music. You know, all this stuff. You know, and it's just, you know, just to be like everybody else. But I don't want to do that tonight. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do that tonight. Thanks. Thanks, Abby. So, you know, I, I just want a couple of quickies. I just want to know is, you know, how long have you played for? Mm, I'm going to say 23 years. 23 years. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I started playing saxophone when I was you know, much younger. I was probably, you know, 11 or whatever you start playing. Is that counted in the 23 years? or is No, that no, okay. no. I guess. So, let me see. So, I guess probably 29 years. Total music, you know, playing music. In. So you started with the saxophone. Do you have a passion for the saxophone or horns? Um, I like them a lot. Uh, I do teach a little bit of saxophone, but um, I, I'm certainly not nearly as good. Um, it's my weakest instrument, I'd say. Mm. But, I mean, I like it a lot. It's a fun instrument. It's just, it's, you know, I, have, I never didn't. It, when I was younger, I didn't like it as much. The as, basics of reading music, were you taught there doing that? Or yeah. You, or you oh, started yeah. piano before? No, I've never played piano before. No, I. I That's right, because we tried doing uh, Maybe I'm Amazed, and you said uh, you, you didn't want to particularly play that piano. Well, I just. I, yeah. It's not a skill that I have. Yes. I mean, I uh, keyboard's great. Just, you know. Maybe if you can never get done that. Paul McCartney to come over and put little stickers See, where your fingers go. Where the, where, then I could probably do it. Yeah, maybe I could. Yes, that, that's a good idea. Musical taste. <laughs> you know, you obviously play in, a, in all these these hard rocking bands. Musical taste. Do you, you know? Uh, yeah, I've uh, I've all over the map. Started out, um, you know, with heavy metal, uh, learning Metallica songs the way many guitar players start out and. Pantera songs, and then I uh, took a break from metal for probably, I don't know, six, seven years, and I played in some jam bands around town, uh, one called the Narwhalers, and we were together for like eight years, and just playing jam band stuff, and, you know, improvisation and jazz, and, and I studied jazz for quite a while at Wichita State, you know, and my, te my guitar uh, teacher is probably the best guitar player I've ever actually seen in person. It's phenomenal. Uh, Sterling Gray, if you ever get a chance to see him. Sterling, I, st I met him at, at the school. Yeah, he taught at School Rock for yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was in the band Infinite Layers, which is a local band. Um, very cool in cat. Town. Yeah, and he plays at the Art Coffee Shop um, quite a bit. He's a very cool cat. He, uh, he laid on me a little bit of Santeria. 
You know, he said that if I was into music, I was the son of Chango. You know, and I and I and I am I'm, I'm an aficionado of Santeria. So he caught my, you know, he he saw me and he immediately knew that you know I was Puerto Rican for some reason. You know, which is here, it's a little rare to pick out. You know, if, if especially I wasn't speaking, and uh, you know, it was very cool. Very cool dude. A very intellectual yeah. dude and just unbelievable musician. So yeah. If and, you ever and, get a chance and, to see him, go go see him. He's and he doesn't have a common name either, Sterling. You know. So. Yeah, Sterling Gray. That's yeah, right. It's very but, cool. Guy. And I so I studied you know jazz and improvisational music you know for quite a while and, and and so I've done a bit of everything and you know and, and there's really no genre of music that I don't like you know it just depends on the artist but music is music to you oh uh, yeah I mean they're, they're just it has different functions um, you know if you're at the gym then obviously rock and, and metal do do a good job you know if you're trying to get fired up you know that's that kind of energy you know if you're trying to dance you know the jam band um, music is going to be a little better, and uh, as is the electronic music. And I, I, you know, I like electronic music in a lot of ways too. So and rap, you know. So it just depends on what you're going for, what you want, and that. Very cool, very cool. You, you know, this podcast is a brainchild of my kid. And, yeah. And uh, you know, he, uh, we will, you know, to make just going through this origin story as fast as I can. We were sitting together. He says, "Hey, Dad, you and." And, and Adam are, you know, live music uh, fans. You know, you think we could do a podcast and you guys could talk about your experiences, plus we could yak a little bit, yada, yada, yada. I said, sure. I called up Adam and Adam. Adam was on board, like, what, three seconds later? Yep. And we were doing this. You know, obviously the premise of the podcast is going out to live shows like we usually do. And uh, so now, so now it's all just yak, yak, yak. Yeah, there's no, come, there's no come, live shows. No live shows back, anymore. Yeah. I know. And, and then you know, I would record a little bit of my own music while I was there. You know, of my own uh, of my own uh, devices to get some of their music played on the show. We'd run through. You know, there was a whole shtick that we do with the with the. You know, we're we're in the middle of the crowd yelling. You know, hey Adam, we're on the Tommy and Adam Hard Today podcast, and everybody, you know, everybody's having a good time. So who cares? You know what I'm saying? So there's something right. like, hey, who are these guys? <laughs> anyway, long story short is, and and uh, so right now we're suffering through the corona. Wouldn't you say that? Oh or, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, we haven't seen anything since uh, mid March, right? Since we saw the best band <laughs> in the world, Kiss. No, uh, since we saw Kiss back in February, we haven't seen anything. We've missed out already. You know, numerous shows. Right. Uh, we we're gonna we we're gonna go to the Wave for the first time uh, to see Jeff Tate. Jeff Tate. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, Foos, uh, Tesla. Uh, we're we're going to go see Jackal, weren't we? Yep. Yeah. yeah so we anyway, we had all this set up. So, you know, and, and on that premise, you know, I, I was, it was like uh, music is almost non-existent, at least live music in town. Now, this is uh, if you go on Facebook and look up um, a fellow by the name of Daniel Prater. Okay. He is doing concerts from what he calls undisclosed uh, studio location of local bands on Facebook. And so he's having performers, and they're all really good, uh, you know, local performers um, on Facebook, um, and they'll play a whole concert from, you know, wherever. I'm not sure where. He doesn't, it's undisclosed, you know, because it's not supposed to be happening, technically. It's underground. It's, it's underground. underground. It's but underground. It, but it's a place where if you want to see some good local music, it's still there to be seen. You know, and Wichita has an amazing music scene. Nobody knows about it, but it does. 
Well, yeah, there's well, so yeah, and, many and, amazing and, musicians and, and amazing was, that, bands that, that write we, unbelievable we, songs. We, yeah. yeah, we saw we saw Anvil a year ago, two yeah, years ago, at least over a year ago. Yeah, it was over a year ago, and they had three three openers that we thought they were pretty good. I mean, the first one was okay, but you know that we got to see like the you know. The, yeah, I think they had two local groups. Yeah, no, they had like four. They had like yeah, three openers. One guys from California that hadn't had food in like three days. That's right. I mean, you know, that's that's touring band stuff. That's the thing about music is that uh, the best musicians don't live on the charts per se. I mean, they're everywhere. See, you know, everywhere. And that was my first my first question was, you know, how is like how is the live music scene here in town? Oh, it's wonderful. There's just so many good bands. There's, I mean, I don't know. So it would be a great suggestion to alternate. You know, once you guys do get back back out and go into shows, if you could alternate, you know, seeing some of those local bands. You know, and then you know, sort of give your opinion on what you know. That was the plan. That yeah. was that's what that was our plan. Yeah. Just because you won't be disappointed. So. So is there a venue in town that is the primo one? Like, is this, There's this a is few. What, what's is what you aspire to to go to this venue? Uh, well, I mean, if you can play, I mean, we've played at the Cotillion several times, and that's where you'll go. You'll play if you'll open for you know a famous band, which is you know. I mean that's kind of what you do mm-hmm. when you when you've been around for a while. You'll start opening up for famous bands. Okay, have you have you done that? Have you yeah, been, yeah, several times. Yeah, like some famous. You know, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Head PE. They're yeah. a sort of a hip hop um, metal group from the '90s. We opened for them several times, and they're still really good. And they're uh, like a POD, kind of a little bit. Yeah, the same era. You know, a little bit more uh, hip hop oriented there, you know, uh, in a punk band as well. And um, opened for uh, Kill Switch Engage one time there, like a melodic death metal band. Mm -hmm. You know, melodic death metal. Well, you know, that's a a genre, believe it or not. They have broken these, all these genres down. But, and uh, so that was good. That was a good show. And so we've played for a few, you know, a few times at the Cotillion. At the Cotillion. Very cool. Yeah. We, we enjoy the cotillion ourselves. It's a nice place. Um, but the for seeing local bands, I mean, Barleycorns is good. John Barley. Oh, I guess it's just Barleycorns now. It's Barleycorns. We that's where we saw Anvil. Yeah, you're like, uh, you know, you're from the from the stage. You know, you're probably as far as you are from me right now, a whole yep. two feet. It's not not yeah, no not, social distance. Not yeah, there's, there's right. no that's you know that's that's the whole deal though. That's right. And and the Elbow Room, there's some good shows there. Kirby's, believe it or not. Uh, Where's Kirby's at? It's right by Wichita State on 17th and Hillside. Okay, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. It's it's about the size of this room, but I've seen some of the best bands I've ever seen at Kirby's. Wow. So, and you know, and um, the the guy that owns that place, he, I don't know if he still owns part of Barley Corns or not, but he's a a great guy, Adam Thomas, and uh, or uh, Alex Thomas, uh, but he's um. Gets a lot of good shows. So, so which venue do you enjoy playing the most? A barley corns type, a yeah, type. Yeah, yeah. Well, Gatillion's more fun probably because because um, it's bigger. You know, you get a you get room to run around, which is fun. Um, I like outdoor venues a lot too. Uh, playing outdoors is great. Like the wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a little bit. I mean, the 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 places where you can go and set up on a trailer in the middle of the country, you know, and they're like a festival. Those tend to be the most fun, as far as the atmosphere just playing. But you know, the elbow room's great when we ever we do the, the Pantera tribute because everybody comes to that show. So it's like I get to be a legit rock star once a year. Like I mean, seriously, packed out everybody. You know, 
crowd surfing and all that. I mean, that's like crowd surfing. You know, yeah. <laughs> so that that's super fun as well. But the, I mean, it's that venue in its in and of itself is is a little small, a little cramped. Stage just kind of the monitors aren't always great, but it's it's probably the most fun show. But for environment, I mean, I'll prefer to play outside, you know, if possible. But Barleycorn is a great place to play. They have a decent stage and a new speaker system and everything. And so, yeah, there's just so much good music around here, though. You would be surprised um, if you're not familiar with it. So now, now we're talking about, you know, now obviously the COVID era, right? The COVID-19 era. You know, and there's this whole uh, vibe, there's this whole scare about contracting, you know, uh, super a super flu is really what I I I I don't want to diminish it more than what it is, but that's how, that's the way I see it, you know. And uh, and and we're gonna be you know elbow to elbow. We're gonna be because that's how Adam and me do it, you know. Uh, we were down what we saw Steel Panther. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. right up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, were, we went to the front. You, you, you can't see Steel Panther, you know. That's right. No, you can't. That's, yeah, that's a bad not idea. Fun, you know. That's right. So you know, and and so the crowd, the crowd is, and I think we were talking about this not too long ago, Adam. And and we want to get it from you know your perspective. How uh, important is the crowd for you? Even if it's a crowd of, you know. 10, 20 that are enjoying it. You know, what, what does that do to you as a performer? Uh, yeah, it's great. The energy of the, of the audience is, 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 is very important. A lot of times it is anyway. Now it's not always necessary because, you know, sometimes you can't even see them that well, depending on what the lighting is, you know, and, uh, sorry, neat. somebody just texted me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, do I need to run? <laughs> Jay would have told me, Dad, I told you. You told me you were you sort of silenced your phone. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. But you, can, I mean, if the crowd is electric, then it's. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's great. So it's important to you. Yeah, it, it is. Now I, I'm not saying it's not necessary because sometimes you just can't mm-hmm. tell. But yeah, it's great. So if you just get that feeling out of the first few people you see in front of you. Yeah, and everybody's distance behind them. It depends. It, it might depend, be enough. It depends on the on the lighting, and it also depends on how well you you know the set is going, and how well you can hear the other members of the band. Because sometimes, if the monitors are no good, then I have to spend most of my energy trying to hear the other members of the band so I can play correctly. So if that's not the case, then the crowd is more important. Now the monitors is when they kick it back to you. Is that correct? That's the one right. you can actually hear what you're. Playing. Where you can hear the other members of the band is more important than hearing yourself, because usually, especially if you're playing progressive music, because there's a bunch of changes and a bunch of you know tempo stuff and that would be time compli- changes. Yeah, thing. complicated things that are happening synchronized fashion. That uh, it's it just it really helps to be able to hear the other members of the band. And that, and that's that's the job of the monitor. That's what that's what they're the purpose. Yeah, of. yeah, and that's it's, it's pretty typical. That's the one, that's the one where great, Steve but. Harris of Iron Maiden puts his foot on. Yeah, you, right. Yeah, it's the one that's pointed at the band because <laughs> the, the band doesn't actually hear the PA system. Obviously, they just yeah, because that's yeah. out to the crowd. But you know, sometimes they have those earphones that stuck are in there. That's if you, if if the band has enough money to get that, then that's that, that would be that's, be, that's, that's, that's better the than the monitor. Yeah, it's a little better. I mean, some people don't like it. But it's it's nice because you can have um, more control over what you hear most of the time. You know, you, you'd be easier to to get a, a mix that you like, and that's one of the more important things. And you know, some people aren't 
aren't as good at, well, I don't know. It just depends on the sound man. If the sound man's good and is paying attention, you know, but they don't get paid a lot. And a lot of times, you know, they've been doing shows every day. So, I mean, it's kind of hit or miss whether they're going to actually care. It's like that you know? Jenny, that Jenny Wood tribute out there on the, at, at the, uh, at the wave last mm-hmm. summer, they the sound, the inside sound was sounding horrible. Yeah, and that happens sometimes, and it's just it depends on the now the sound man at wave is somewhat notorious. You know, he'll do it. You know, the thing where he d- takes two gigs on the same night and then oh. walks back and forth. So he'll he'll abandon the mixer for a while. You know, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I would say that's a big no no. <laughs> well, you can make twice as much money if you take two gigs uh, at the same time. I guess that's right. <laughs> And this was, you know, just another thing where it'd be great if they got paid, you know, enough to, you know, and there's a lot of really good sound guys around town. Um, I've been one before and I understand that it is difficult. You know, you usually don't have that much time. All the sound systems in the world, you know, really want to feedback. You know, they love to feedback. It's like their favorite thing to do. So you got to control that with your equalizer the entire time you're, wow. you know. All right. All that stuff is real good. But what we need to know about now is... <clears throat> You have a student <laughs> that is here in this you room, and we need to hear about what kind of a grade or assessment oh, you would give up, to dude. this oh. student, Tommy Martinez. Oh, he's a he's a great student. He's uh, has the typical shortfalls of any student. He wants to be uh, good, and he wants That's to. That's a shortfall. I, <laughs> Well, yeah, sometimes it is because Uh-oh. you you want to be good now. Right. You know, and sometimes, you know, you have to really slow down and and go very slow and and just understand that okay, I'm going to have to do this at a snail's pace for a while and not speed up too quickly because if you do, sometimes you'll accidentally learn the wrong technique. You know, but we work on it and he always works. I mean, he, you know, I mean, anytime you get a student that practices regularly and works hard and tries, so are you I'll saying you've had to hold, you had to pull back on the reins a little bit? To yes, say, that, that's what Tommy, I'm saying. Tommy, slow down. You're not going to take that's on. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, all right, you got to use the right fingering here. You know, you have to, and I know you don't want to use that finger, but you've got to do it. To unlock the pinky. Unlock that's the pinky. right. <laughs> because it's not that you can't get along without it, but it's, it's just so much easier in the long run if you yes. have all of your fingers working. So. I agree with you 100%. And I feel better after, you know, a couple of weeks of, a couple of weeks of practicing it, yes, yes. Yeah. So when do you think he'll be stage ready <laughs> to go up and Ooh. join you on the uh, Pantera tribute? Or either he could do it next year if he Whoa. wanted to. I mean, it, from an ability standpoint, absolutely, we could find a song for him to play. Listen but, to that, but, Tommy. But know, but there is a certain degree of uh, courage that you need. And you know, I mean, when you feel comfortable with your so skills, you're saying he's shy. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to get just, up on the I'm stage. I'm just saying I'm not going to predict when he feels ready. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that lifeline you just threw at but, me. But uh, but I'll uh, but I'll tell you, he's good enough from a skill standpoint to play. I mean, I've seen players that are not nearly as good as him play oh, shows Tommy, all the time. All Tommy, the time. how does that feel when you hear that? that when you hear you know, your instructor oh, give you man, those kind of words of encouragement? So listen, uh, when he says he's not a real musician, I'm like, nah, son. Oh. That's just not correct. Whoa. No, you're absolutely a real musician. You know, I, I, I picked up the bass uh, yeah. because, first of all, I thought it was, okay, it's only four strings. It's going to be easy. 
No. <laughs> what does that mean? It's going to be like thirty-three percent more easy because you take off two strings. Yes, you know, and 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 so just you so you know, Aaron. Uh, I don't think uh, was it Jason. That was the guy's name. Mm-hmm. Jason. Yeah. I, I think I, the guy who was supposed to be teaching bass wasn't there that day. So you know, Aaron was there. He had an availability. You know, I I, I went with Aaron. And it I was stayed. a chance meeting. Yeah, and I stayed okay. with him because you know, I mean, he uh, uh, and and I'm you know I'm a I'm a pain in the ass. I I come with questions sometimes. I don't know if you know. No, that's not uh, that's great. And and you know sometimes I'll, I'll love questions. Sometimes I'll you know because you know because Aaron did tell me he says listen you're gonna have an aha moment when you have that aha moment, then it's, you're gonna get it. And I said to myself, "This you got to be born." You know, I'm thinking you got to be born for this. <laughs> uh-huh. And I've and I've had not only one; I've had a crap load of them. And it, you know, uh, it's and and Aaron always equates it to learning a language. Okay, it's very similar. Yeah. And and you know, and he says things, and he says, "I'm going to repeat a lot." I said, "That's great. If you repeat, you know, I'm a I'm a monster of of repetition." Most so, people are. You know, so. And and that's how you know that's how I've learned you know the scales and now we're we're doing you know the uh, the uh, the uh, uh, there I'm blanking out here the uh, chord, chord progression, progression yeah doing the chord progression right. you know to 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 have a possibility of maybe going to an open jam and and if I know these up and down uh, uh, versus the tabs versus the notes because I could play it on a tab fairly regularly if 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 i if i have to lock myself down for about two hours but i can figure it out Mm -hmm. but you know then you know aaron we got to a point where he says now you have to learn where the notes are because that way you can look at it at a different place and maybe maybe be able to play it a little bit more comfortably and yeah lo and behold bam i'm looking at okay up here's the go down here as well or here's the co up here too it's closer to me i don't have to spread my fingers out as much and it sounds better so little things like that, you know, and 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 now there are some days that I'm I'm having a this gigantic epiphany in, you know, in my little room here, right? And I'm feeling all great about it, and I go to Aaron and he says, "Well, yes, however." Oh, <laughs> you got to backtrack a yeah, little bit. Yeah, then, well, yeah. Well, it's a it's a lifelong journey. You're yeah. never going to get there. You're just going to keep trying, and it's always going to be rewarding. So yeah, but I'm in the zone. You know, I'm in the zone, and I've learned some very cool songs. I've yeah. learned more Metallica than I have Kiss, actually. So that's pretty cool, you know. It's because um, you don't have those shoes. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get those shoes. You gotta get those shoes with those <laughs> teeth the on the ground. I'm, I'm you know? working on that. <laughs> Wait a minute, did you did you check the room upstairs? I think you might <laughs> actually working, have I'm those. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. So yeah, yeah. But you know, Adam, thank you. You are. I, I owe you for that. By the what? You weren't supposed to ask. We me, have no. It's Aaron, not Tom Martinez. Well, you knew <laughs> I, we had I to talk, get to this. I talk about I talk about myself for the past 29 episodes. You know. Right. So yeah. Well, we need oh, to get more oh. in depth on this from no, no. an outside perspective. But it did thank you. It, it, no, and 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 not because you're here and you know I'm not trying to, you know, to but honestly, uh my my time that it's it's therapeutic. You mm-hmm. go in there, you don't know what's going on in in a sense, you know, I had no idea what scales were. I had no idea what, you know, the modes were, any of that. You know, and when you when you look at how songs are on a piece of paper you can listen to to the song and transpose it through your own ability as bad you know or as good as you want to be you could still say wow i accomplished something okay something difficult because it's super difficult you know to me and it's just like he says you got to practice a lot at it 
Well, and there will continue to be challenges no matter what. Because yes. there is musicianship that's almost unattainable that's been accomplished in this world. I mean, it's not not that it's unattainable, but it's almost unattainable. Yeah, so, but, I know. mean, there's always going to be someone else, some other challenge to face. And and that's the great thing about it is you always get that. I mean, there's just it always is to be fresh and so many different styles like you were talking about. If you listen to different types of songs, you recognize they're speaking in different languages. You know, and once you get a feel of those languages, then it becomes easier to learn the song, easier to predict, and then you might find yourself writing your own songs one of these days. Ooh, I mean, there's just... I, I, I do have a, a funk thing that I, I've written down in tabs. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, You've got yeah, your yeah. own bass line yeah, that you've yeah, worked yeah, out? And you want to record that Because he told thing. me to do it. He told me to do it, so yeah. I did it, yeah. But it's yep. my secret. I just... Only I know about oh, it, so okay. yeah. That's... Yeah. Whenever you're ready to release the next, the next intro for the for the podcast, we're gonna use the baseline. Tommy Martinez baseline. That's right. Send it to me. I'll put a little guitar line with. Yeah. You. All right. Look at the productions so, yeah, coming yeah. together. But no, it's yep. it's 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 very cool. Uh, you know when when and again, I'm an adult. I'm an adult student. So you know, I put in the time that that I can. And yeah, practices. If I practice more, absolutely, I think I would be better. I, and and that's not just me. You know, yank it at myself because there's you that know when, when we when we uh, uh when we did a uh, master of puppets uh, was a master. I don't think we've done master of puppets yet. No, no, we had done master. Oh so god, for whom the bell stone. Sorry, when we did that, it was yeah. like there, there's no way I'm gonna get this. There's no way I'm gonna go that part right there at the mm -hmm. bottom. Yeah. It, and but after the, the third or fourth week. No, it didn't take you no three weeks. <laughs> it was just a couple of times trying it, and you were playing it. it and fine. then at the end, I, and, that, and then at the end when we played it together, you know, I, I told Aaron, I said, Aaron, this is how I would like it to end. Instead of just ending it where you know where they they faded out, mm -hmm. and I told Aaron, I said, I think we should end with a da 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 da. Well, that's, then, those you know, are the kind of decisions that you make on a song that's faded out. Which I don't know whoever came up with the concept of a fading out ending. I mean, that's a bizarre thing to do. So, you know, and I thought... It's I, like, I, why I said, not come up with an ending, uh, fellas? I, I, I left that day in cloud nine. You know, so, oh, I'm, so, I'm so great. Well, you that's feel like, like, you feel like you'd run a race and you'd yeah, actually like, cross yeah, the finish yeah, line? Yeah, yeah, well, the first one was My Friend of Misery. My Friend of Misery, yes, yes, yes. Which yes. is another good Metallica song. Yes, yes, that was yeah. super hard. And that well, one actually one. stayed in my but head. But that one's, you know, that one's like a seven-minute song, and we played the whole thing. I remember doing that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool, very cool. It, it, on a Metallica uh, tribute band uh, thing in Wichita, if you found that, you know, just let me play a few tunes. I'll be okay. <laughs> well, you know, I was in one one time, and uh, if that ever happens again, you better, yeah, you absolutely uh, thank can. You, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Dad, are you, you got any other questions? I mean, and you have to be able to, you have to be able to do it. Or I wouldn't say that you could. Thank so, you, I mean, you. you know. I appreciate that. I really do. That's fantastic. I, That's just an observation. <laughs> thank you. You should, yeah. Thank you. Tell that, that to yourself that you appreciate he's, he's the He's taking work. you to the edge of the cliff. Wow, yeah. He's telling you, it's, go yeah. ahead. It's time to jump. I got to jump. I got to jump. Base in hand. Well, whenever you're ready. I mean, you got time, so. <laughs> you know. You got, but, you got another question? No, we're yeah. good. Hey, no, real quick, before we end your interview here, and by the way, thank you. Awesome. Uh, what? How do you think this COVID-19 thing is going to affect uh, live shows and me live music in general? That's a good question. I really have no ability to predict what will happen. Uh, I know that it's going to come back. I know that the the bar owners and the club owners have been hurting pretty badly and they're itching to reopen. And I think people will go to live shows. I, you know, I think most people will. 
you know, whether they're going to be able to sell out arenas, I bet they will. I bet it'll be back. I'm pretty sure. Well, you know, well, that's hopeful. I guess. I mean, I mean, I can't. It'll I, be like I, a different yeah. form, I, I maybe. think people get used to things. I mean, people just become accustomed. I mean, you know, we became accustomed to the staying home thing pretty quickly. So, I mean, people just get used to stuff. They'll get over it. I mean, once the, you know, they, you know, get get a, get a handle on, you know, what the virus is specifically. If they ever find that out, I assume they will. You know, and uh, we'll get some kind of herd immunity going at some point, and they'll have vaccines. And I mean, people, for, you know, forget that it even happened at some point. I think. Mm, well, let's hope so. Cause well, I mean, after enough time goes by, I, I mean, people just—they're very. You know, they get comfortable with their situation, and then they'll they'll be a, they'll be comfortable with it. I mean, they're they're comfortable enough to get in these protests, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there That's was fifty. Right, yeah. There's fifty thousand people in downtown Los Angeles on top of each other in the same street, and in Philly, you know, you saw the crowd, gigantic and, football and, stadium and sized they crowd. Have, they didn't have an over an overflow of patients that you know. Well, after. they haven't yet. <laughs> Not yeah. yet. It's and been, so, has it been two weeks already? Because I don't even it's know. It's been pretty close. So yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I think though, I think it'll be back. I do. I think it'll be. Well, good. Well, Tommy, we'll be there when it comes oh, back. Oh, right? you know it, man. You know it. We got. You know, we have. We have in our sights. Well, even though I was, I was listening to uh, KC ninety five, one of my favorite stations out of St. Louis. Actually, one of my st- favorite stations ever, and they were announcing a lot of gigs coming for August. You know, local venue gigs, you know, local bands that they have there in St. Louis that, you know, right. when, I, when I lived there, you know, I always, you know, had a chance to go, I'd go. Sure. But, uh, yeah, so I'm, so I'm sure it has to start, you know, spreading to the smaller markets is what we're hoping. For. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Elbow so, Room is already um, opened back up and they're already, you know, starting to book bands again. And I know the bands are going to, you know, I'm for little venues, it won't be a problem. I think there'll be people will be back in those within, you know, immediately, but. Uh, the arenas and the big shows, we'll just have to see. But yeah, I, I bet that's... you, that, you know, in a couple of years, it'll be just like it was. Yeah, because I mean, right, in the, we were we were talking about this last week. Motley Crue didn't po- didn't cancel any shows. What they did is they postponed. Yeah, and Tool did the same thing. Um, yeah, that's right. Because they were scheduled to come here. But and, they uh, they did actually cancel the shows just because they said we don't want to hold up all everybody's money. You know, we'll just let you buy tickets again once it comes once we decide to schedule the tour. But They'll go back on tour. I mean, you know, just like everybody else will. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Well, Aaron, when you're writing music, do you ever get stuck and can't really put the words to the song? Like you've got a good base of music and you're trying to get the lyrics together? <clears throat> now, I have written lyrics for two songs in my life. So wow. that's not my thing. I get ideas for riffs in my head. And this has happened ever since I started playing. Like I used to, I remember I'd be sitting in high school and I'd be thinking of a riff and I just couldn't really wait to get home so I could play this, learn how to play it. It'll be in my head. You know, you know, you do something in your head. And, uh, and so you try to figure out how to play that thing. And so I've always been a, a, a writer of music. I'm a, you know, I can write lyrics. I've, I've wrote lyrics, uh, written lyrics several times, and I have this problem where I'll write them and I'll think they're fantastic for about 24 hours, right? And then I will just be glad that I never showed them to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I'm just—it's not my forte, you know. And and I, I should probably just be more brave about it, but never had a great voice. So I mean, I can sing back up. I mean, I can hit some pitches, but. Without being a vocalist, you're less inclined to write lyrics. I, I would love to um, 
you know, I like working with vocalists a lot more than I like being a, a lyricist personally. But I mean, I, I'm good at brainstorming about topics and you know, you know, bantering about you know on what to sing about, you know, or what kind of a message you might want to send. But and I can come up with some one-liners. You know, I can do that really well. Like a hook or something? Or just, you know, like a line uh, to... You can collaborate with somebody. And yeah, I mean, I've, fill, ri- I've, written, I've written some, like, yeah, one-liners that I felt like were amazing. You know, and I've written, like, some rap lyrics that I thought were pretty good. But Well, Aaron and Tommy, have you ever heard of the Funk Turkey? No. No. That is a, a guy, I guess, who as a, as a musician, he plays the instruments, but he took... All of Metallica's lyrics and put them into this artificial intelligence bot and created the bot created the lyrics to a song. Wow. And hopefully. He didn't ask for any particular style or any any topic of the song. It's just these are the recurrent themes of Metallica music, and then those words kept popping up. The, the funk monkey. Funk no, monkey. Funk, funk turkey. turkey. Funk, funk turkey. turkey. <laughs> That's what it is. You should you should Google one of these days. Metallica loves death. And it's a compilation of all the times that they say dying or death or die in their song. (laughs) Does it even stop? Does it go on for like an hour? (laughs) But it's just hilarious. Uh, that's that was pretty funny. I wish the vocals would have been a little easier to yeah. understand, but uh, not that clear on the uh, on the application. It was like they were in the bathroom doing it, but still, <laughs> that's a fun idea. Yeah, I know the these AI based bots are they're pretty pretty. Uh, Pretty sophisticated these days. Well, Aaron, thanks, man. We really appreciate you coming in, man. Oh, thanks for having me. That's pretty awesome. Thanks for all the work you've put in on uh, crafting this new (laughs) bassist right here. And you've only seen the surface. Oh, man. It'll it'll get better as time goes on. (laughs) We're going to skip rock news and we're also going to skip the email. So we're just going to straight to the best one after what the frijol is. Good times, bad times. Who else do you think it was going to be, Abby? <laughs> <laughs> That's your dad. You I'm never heard that you. before. Oh, wow, it's pretty awesome. Oh, that was okay. your dad. I just hear him because my room is right where he records. So I just hear him <laughs> yelling when yelling in the my room, and I'm just like. Oh, he's doing his podcast. There thing. you go. Yep. Little secret there on Adam. You know, one day I'm going to get a chance to, you know, uh, ask some <laughs> questions about Adam. <laughs> oh, no, we don't need that. Oh, yeah. Adam, bad yeah. times. Bad times. Really bad times. You got some bad times? I got some really, really bad times. You know, who doesn't love their pet? Most people who have pets love if their pets. You have a pet, a pet. You know, I know you, you your mm-hmm. cats. Yeah. You got to meet our Betty tonight. Yeah. yeah. Right? Right, you know, you have. We've your, got you, three animals at our house. Yeah, what's their names? Uh, Abby, uh, Maria, Luna, and Sophia. There you go. Right. Oh, it's all females. Yeah, they're all females. <laughs> I bet you that's interesting. No, <laughs> 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 I 
which I don't know what would be interesting about that. But well, sure. check this out. Unfortunately, oh no, in California, yes. All right, this is horrible. Okay. A mountain lion broke into a home and stole a dog. Stole a dog. Stole Didn't kill the dog. Just took just the dog. Took the dog as a henchman. That just just grabbed him by the collar and took him out. Mountain lion may have snuck into the cal. You think it may have? Says it may, may have. have. Yeah, right. And snatched a sleeping dog from the foot of the family's bed on Monday. Were they in the bed? Evidently they were so. there, and the, the did, mountain did they catch it on it video. Was, it was neat. It was. It was. There is. There is some video right there where there's a dog. So, and this is off of the. Uh, there's. I think that's just a regular picture there. This is off of uh, Huff, Huffing, Huff, Huffing, Huff, Huffington Post. Huffington Post. Thank you. So, so it's, it's, it's probably not, a it's legitimate not, story. It's, and, yeah, it's not the Weekly World News. And for some or, reason, somehow they figured out that the mountain lion did this. Mm-hmm. Was there a paw print or something? Was, did was, they get the dog back? It was in Pescadero. I haven't read it all that far. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't come that prepared today. Maybe it's not bad times. Maybe it's a good it's time. Good, no, it's a good time. I'm not gonna, if it starts getting good, I'll just stop. <laughs> <laughs> Pescadero resident Victoria Fought said she was sleeping. Oh, she was sleeping. Uh-oh. With her daughter around 3 a.m. when she woke up to the sound of her 15-pound rescue dog barking, the San Mateo Sheriff's Office said in a release. Fought reportedly saw the shadow of an animal entering through some French doors that were cracked open and let the dog that let the dog in and out. So then watched the animal grab her dog from its bed, leave, according to the sheriff's office. And I'm just gonna add this on here. It hasn't been since haven't seen since. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if the so stolen the dog might not be the best way to describe it. Yeah. So we didn't see we didn't see the mountain lion. Is that what we, we're we should That's say what we should say is that the dog saved this this gal's life from this mountain lion. I would say so. That well, would be good news. Well, yeah. If we didn't see the mountain lion, couldn't we assume that the door was propped open and the dog could say, "I'm tired of this lady. Well, I'm getting out of here." Well, it yeah. does say that earlier. And he could just walk off. Earlier yeah. that earlier that year, the a mountain lion had attacked one of their horses. So it's not like they didn't have experience already. But now she's keeping doors open. But there is there is no a problem. there is a video of the mountain lion. I assume. I, Otherwise, know. how would they know it was a mountain lion? Yeah, you. Yeah, that's very inquisitive of your part. There, and I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go that far, so I wasn't prepared for this. One. But mountain lions are, you know. But mountain lions are common in California. Oh, I know. They're not uh, not to be messed with. We got some mountain lions here, I believe. So in uh, in uh, really uh, in Kansas, I believe we do. I didn't know that. Not that I've seen. I've never seen a mountain mm, lion. I'm going to have to Google that as well. So I saw a deer once. <laughs> turkeys. Yeah. I saw some turkeys. turkeys. That's right. Yeah, go ahead and do your mountain lion Googling there, Abby. Yeah. I can't imagine there'd be a mountain lion again. So. Maybe there is. What do I know? That's pretty sad. I, you know, though, I guess the moral story is uh, don't leave your French doors open. If you have a mountain lion problem with your horses... Don't leave doors propped open where mountain lions can come well, in and grab it. I would say so, but you know, some people, you know, because I mean, a mountain lion's, I don't know, it's probably a 180 pound animal. I would say, I mean, that's that, yeah, could be. I mean, it's not like a lion size, but they're plenty big enough to snatch a human easily. I mean, there's a lot of Bigfoots out there, yes, Sasquatch, yep, mm-hmm. right. That's yeah, so what's of course it, say? it says there's no breeding population of mountain lions in Kansas. I was wrong. <laughs> now I'm sure there's some that went down to uh, that, that bought some mountain lions from like Joe Exotic. I'm sure that there's people that oh, own them here. Oh, maybe. No doubt. Maybe they're like. Uh, so maybe if they let one loose, because you know that's what the Floridians did with their pythons, and that's why they have 
you know, Burmese pythons in, in the Everglades. In the Everglades now, along with it was a privately Nile owned crocodile. Yeah, yeah. They see the mountain lion or the or the pythons coming. And it's like <laughs> run for the hills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, got any good times well, there, Adam? Yeah, we were talking about live music, and yes, somebody has solved a, a bit of a problem or okay. we can actually watch some live music that's good news we're gonna go to garth brooks what? garth brooks has uh, got a plan he, where he's gonna have a drive-in concert he's gonna be at one location and it's gonna be broadcast to 300 drive-ins across the country pretty awesome you're gonna get in for a hundred bucks for your car load however many is in your car it's a hundred bucks they're not going to lose the tradition of, of how to get into the drive-ins. The Starlight has been approached by promoters. Hmm. Now, are they going to put the little squawk box on their little I don't on know, their little man. thing, and then that's I, I, would, hear, I would say they would. I, I would say not. Friends, uh, no. <laughs> I would say no. I, I would say they would they would hire a, a professional sound man and get up a whole setup like a. I don't know if it would be like a, what's that festival, uh, Rock Oklahoma? It won't be like that, but you know, for Garth Brooks. It, Absolutely, will it would be. be that and more. But he's you know, got enough money to put together whatever kind of a show. But that would be for the people at the venue that he's going to be at. How about the people? Let's say, what if they were to? Tra- how would they get it transmitted to, to uh, or broadcasted to? Let's say the Starlight. Why can't you just simulcast it to wherever and just send the feed and then you could? You just and I'm sure it, it will happen. But that's what that's what the plan is, and it's a hundred dollars per car. Neat. Each of these venues. It's 250 to 300 spots, car spots, right? So that's going to mean 7.5 to $9 million earned from that. And I looked at the website. It was on Fox News or something. I didn't see proceeds are going to. (laughs) I just saw it's available. You can watch it and pay the money. And we're going to take it. Yeah. They got to make their money. Yep. Lot, you know, musicians make their money that way. Merchandising. Oh yeah, I'm sure Garth is. He's probably hurting. You know. <laughs> oh well, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure the COVID's done a number That's on a his good bottom one, yeah. line. You know. No. <laughs> I know. And, I know that Burt Kreischer is also doing comedy shows at drive-ins. So he's not. You know, there's a uh, few but, people that are trying it, like on stage, like in yeah, front of he, cars. Yeah, yeah, he's doing. He's having. Yeah, right. Exactly. Dave so, Chappelle just did a. He did a Netflix special. Did a Netflix special. Which I will, wa- of, I will watch this evening. Out of, he did it out of, I think it's out of his barn. Probably right. Out in Ohio. It's pretty good, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure. Is that the one that you sent to me? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not an, a lot of laughs in it. It's not, well, right. But because there's no way there to laugh. Timely. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely timely. Yeah. Well, and that's what, you know, you listen to the comedians talk about how impossible it is to do comedy without an audience. I mean, that's got to be even a lot tougher than music. You know, you can play music like you would practice it. It's like with the comedy, it's so much feeds off the crowd, I think. But he's going to try it, so we'll we'll see how it goes. Anyway, yep. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was... Good times, bad times. Yeah, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, Aaron, thank you for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That's a blast. Abby, thanks for subbing. You're welcome. That's what I'm talking about. Do you think if we have another opening at another time, you're going to fill in? Sure. Do you have a little fun? She's a natural. (laughs) Thank you for correcting me on Waka Flaka Flimmy. What was it? Waka Flaka Flimmy. There you go. Thank you. If you weren't here, I would have screwed that up. (laughs) Okay, Tommy, do you have anything else? I have nothing else, brother. Okay. Well, as always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. We really do appreciate it. Keep in mind that life is not that serious. Again, check us out on Spotify, Google Play, Mm -hmm. Apple iTunes, Alexa, and any other DSP platforms you may be using. Activate that notification icon to let them know that a new Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is in your inbox. I'm Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. You are listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Enjoy your weekend as we pump you with some heavy metal from Pantera off their fifth LP with the same title, Cowboys from Hell. Remember, play it often, play it loud, but play it. Yeah. Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is produced by Datecova Promotions. ABC, always be cool. Rock and roll. June the 13th, 2020. Shout out, shoot out. Spread the